Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Fighting a wildfire in Texas. Building a network to connect 40 million people to the internet. Cutting pollution with chainsaws. Hear Chubb customers tell their stories at chubb.com slash podcast. And stay tuned after the show to hear how a family moved to Napa and created one of the largest private wineries in the world. Security news this week. A new bill wants jail time for execs who hide data breaches. By Brian Barrett. It's been a rough week for a lot of people, but particularly for Apple. On Tuesday, a security researcher tweeted information about a dire bug in the company's macOS High Sierra operating system that allowed anyone being prompted for system user credentials to bypass the authentication by simply typing root as the username and leaving the password blank. Apple rushed to push out a necessary update on Wednesday, but botched it a bit. If you hadn't yet updated to macOS 10.13.1, but had gotten the patch, your eventual jump to 10.13.1 would reintroduce the root bug. Not ideal. Also not ideal, North Korea's latest missile test. Unless you happen to be Kim Jong-un, in which case it went about as well as you could hope. While initial assessments indicated it was a souped-up version of the rocket North Korea tested in July... Video and photo analysis revealed that it was instead a brand new, bigger, more capable rocket altogether, theoretically capable of landing a nuclear warhead anywhere in the continental United States. Broken things abounded this week, too, though, starting with the FCC's public comment system, which bots and automated forms made a mockery of. In dozens of cases, literally, by introducing B-movie memes in lieu of substantive debate. NSA security practices found the spotlight again as the feds got a plea bargain out of the Dow programmer who brought home state secrets and plopped them on his home computer, where Russia reportedly scooped them up. It would also be nice, argued two senators in an op-ed this week, if we could unbreak election security before the midterms. The Supreme Court heard oral arguments on a critical privacy case this week that could hinge on the recognition that smartphones aren't optional. We spoke with journalist and author David Ignatius about the intersection of quantum computing and espionage. 
Let's teach AI to watch drone footage. Let's teach Donald Trump not to retweet hate propaganda. Oh, and former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn probably flipped. So there's that. And there's more. As always, we've rounded up all the news we didn't break or cover in depth this week. And stay safe out there. A new bill wants jail time for not disclosing data breaches. What do this year's various mega-breaches have in common? From Equifax to Yahoo to, most recently and irresponsibly, Uber? Shoddy disclosure practices that leave customers unaware that their personal information, including, in some cases, extra-sensitive details like social security and driver's license numbers, is in the hands of unknown hackers. While state-level legislation already forms a patchwork of penalties for that sort of behavior, a new bill introduced in the U.S. Senate this week wants to make non-disclosure a jailable offense, no matter where it happens in the country. Failure to report within 30 days could come with imprisonment of up to five years for the execs who decided to cover it up. The bill's prospects are a little muddied, especially given that it basically echoes a 2014 bill that tried to do the same in the wake of the massive hack Target disclosed that year. Hopefully, though, the number of high-profile breaches with literally billions of people affected give the effort a better sense of urgency this time. The U.S. considers using private contractors for spying and rendition. BuzzFeed News reported this week that the U.S. is considering proposals that would put intelligence work including the rendition of overseas targets, in the hands of private contractors, including one called Aminter Group. How seriously the U.S. is actually taking the possibility of outsourcing that sort of activity is unclear. While the U.S. has previously contracted out various security services, most notably and notoriously to Blackwater, now called Academi, handing over an intelligence portfolio comes with particular risks— and presumably lacks oversight. Read former Secretary of Defense Ash Carter on ISIS. Few people understand the campaign to defeat ISIS better than former Defense Secretary Ash Carter. In a lengthy write-up with the Harvard Kennedy School's Belfer Center, Carter walks through the key insights he gleaned during his years in opposition to the terrorist group, which can hopefully help similar fights in the future. A few takeaways... Deadlines are useless, metrics are essential, and you won't get very far at all without building personal relationships in the region. Take some time to read the whole thing, to better understand not just the fight against ISIS, but how the U.S. can, should, and does interact with the world today. FBI charges three Chinese nationals in series of hacks. The FBI this week announced an indictment against three Chinese citizens in a spree of hacks against Siemens, Moody's Analytics, and Trimble, a GPS service. In the case of Siemens alone, the hackers allegedly got away with over 400 gigabytes of data. It's unclear what motivated the intrusions, but notable that the charges don't allude to any involvement on the part of the Chinese government. China has of late been pushing the limits of its recent hacking truce with the U.S. The hackers aren't expected to actually face trial— given the unlikeliness of China handing them over to U.S. authorities. This podcast was made possible by Chubb. Hear how this family created one of the largest private wineries in the world. 
right now. We started making wine in 1948, one bottle at a time. Today, we produce nearly 20 million cases a year. Chubb has helped us grow for the past 30 years. They helped us prevent equipment problems during harvest and provided guidance when we started exporting internationally. Now we're working with them on cybersecurity. My grandfather taught me to make a wine that over-delivers. Chubb over-delivers. Hear more stories at chubb.com slash podcast. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.